welcome to episode number 26 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. I'm excited about this new series I'm presenting today. It's entitled, Finances Need Prayer and Faith. That title may seem a little strange to some, but as we go through these episodes, and I think we'll be in quite a number of them, we're going to analyze what the Word of God has to say about how to handle our finances and how faith and prayer go together in every aspect of our life. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever thought of how our finances, our faith, and our prayers are connected. Now, sadly, I believe many try to be successful in their finances and yet never include faith and prayer in their plan to succeed. Now, I understand we must always study and invest time in the decisions that we want to make. And that has a lot to do, obviously, in the area of finances. I've seen many people study books on stocks and bonds and silver and gold and various types of commodities like wheat and copper and real estate, and the list goes on and on and on. Yet, they don't spend very much time looking at the Word of God and determining what kind of direction does He have. The other day before this series became inspired in my heart by the Holy Spirit, I sat down and started looking through the Word of God to find out how many different topics in the area of finances can we, can we discuss. In the matter of only a couple of hours, I found large sections, numbers of scriptures dealing with our ethical issues with money, dealing with greed and how we should avoid greed, and about our contentment with where we are financially. Also, references on giving and debt and how to be ethical and don't cheat other people, how to have hard work and how it equals to prosperity. The Word of God talks us about how we need to find a time for a need for rest, not just constantly work, 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 but there needs a time when we must rest our minds and our bodies. I looked at references on finances dealing with planning ahead in saving money in having stewardship. That, that means managing and and handling the finances that God blesses us with. I found additional scriptures on seeking God's wisdom and, and how to trust in God to provide for us. Also, there were areas dealing with worry and anxiety. Then then wonderful, powerful scriptures on what are, what are true riches. So you can tell we've gone, we have a tremendous number of areas we're going, we can cover in this teaching. That's why I'm particularly excited about this particular series because I believe with all my heart that God wants to bless us. I believe that God loves his people to prosper in all things and be in good health. His scriptures tell us that. I believe that you're listening into this podcast today because you have an interest in finances, but you may not be aware of how your prayer and your faith will help you abound financially. Now, the, the goal of having faith and prayer is not just to get rich, to have a lot of money, but it's so that we can live a life of peace and with wisdom and, and have the direction that we need. And that wisdom and direction comes through the Word of God. But before we get any deeper into this particular episode, I'd like to make a little disclaimer and just let you know that I'm not a financial planner. I'm not going to give you advice on stocks and bonds and things of that nature. I don't believe that's what I'm called to do. Even though my banking background helped me in the area of real estate, I won't really talk about how to invest in real estate. But what I want to try and get listeners to this podcast to realize is we need to have a game plan for our finances. God has a game plan for our finances. He used various prophets and apostles in the Word of God to warn us about the proper use and the improper use of money. As a matter of fact, a lot of people don't realize it, but there are more passages in Scripture about finances and how to handle them properly and how we mishandle them. There's more references in Scripture about that 
then there are references dealing with loving each other. So we need to move into this and I can't think of a better way to start than to talk about the words of the Apostle Paul. He's my favorite writer of the Gospels. He wrote so much of it that I thought we would probably start off with him even in the area of finances. Many people probably don't think that Paul has much advice and direction about money, but that's incorrect. He has great instruction. So let's start in the book of Ephesians and let me read to you something that I think might help you understand how he felt about money. He talks a lot about issues like people giving and receiving and when God provides and when your finances are good and when they're bad, how to deal with it. So let let me just read a passage out of Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 10. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So let me just read this to you. Here's what Paul says. He starts off talking about thanking people for their gifts. He's talking to the people who have blessed his ministry financially. In verse 10, he says this, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I ever needed it, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. We need to stop there for a second. That is the key to financial success with the Lord, is being content wherever you are. Now, some of you may be struggling, you may have financial challenges, you may have filed bankruptcy, you may have lost a job and your finances have been up and down and up and down. And many of you might think, well, they've been basically more down than up. But Paul was making a very important point here. And that is that regardless of our status financially, we need to be content that the Lord's still in charge, that God has a plan for our life. And if we focus on his direction, he'll lead us into successes and the failures of the past will start to fade away. Let me read verse 11 again. Not that I ever was ever in need, he says, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Verse 12, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. You know, I, I got to stop there. Why don't you ask yourself that? Have you or have I learned the secret of living in every situation? Paul goes on to say, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, he says to the people who are giving to him, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. You might be asking yourself, what present difficulty? He says he learned how to be content in every situation, whether he's hungry or whether he's full. But what he's teaching us here is that that regardless of what we're going through, he gets his strength through Christ. He says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And then he says, even though I've had great times and difficult times, I want to thank all of you who've done so well to share with me, he says, in my present difficulty. So I didn't realize that he was going through a difficulty until I read the very last words because Paul is so strong in his faith when he writes here, his faith that Jesus Christ is his source. And that's what we need to do in our financial challenges. We need in our prayer life, we must always start our prayers off with thank you, Lord. Even if it's just simply to say, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Because we serve a God who loves us. We need to be so thankful for that. You know, when I was putting this 
episode together and looking at this whole series on talking about how our finances and our faith and our prayer all go together. It's just becoming so evident to me, and I hope it it becomes evident to you, that God had a plan for us financially, and that plan was to pray and seek His will and His direction, to be thankful, and to have faith to believe that He will provide for our every need. You know, as you read through Philippians, a couple of verses after where I stopped last time in verse 18, Paul says this, he says, at the moment, I have all I need and more. He said, I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me. So think of that. He just said a few verses before that, that thank you for going me through the present, my present difficulty. And it didn't seem but just a short period of time that he was able to, to say, he says, I have all I need and more, he says, because you're of your generosity. So I know that Paul had his incredibly difficult moments and he had moments of joy and and excitement about God and what he's done. But Paul always seemed to rejoice in praying for others. He always seemed to rejoice in helping others have more faith. And I know that that led to his ministry being blessed. And see see how the finances came to Paul when he prayed for others. He was concerned about others. He tried to show others that faith is the key and faith is the answer. When he was doing that and he was praying and teaching on faith and encouraging the people to understand that, that they are a blessing and that they have been and will continue to be a blessing regardless of their needs, we don't really know the financial needs of the people who gave to him. But I can't help but think that there were people who gave to him, had to have faith that the money that they were giving would bless Paul and that blessing would come back upon them. We sometimes think, well, just because Paul was blessed, so just a bunch of rich people got around and gave him money. Most likely that's not what happened. He was speaking to mainly average, everyday working people. And for them to give up their finances to Paul so he would have a financial blessing, they had to pray and they had to have the faith that the belief that their God would provide all of their needs according to their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. One more verse, I just can't leave it at this. If you read on, he says that the gifts that they gave were a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And then in verse 19, Paul says this, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, if you've never heard a lesson on giving in order to receive, and and then and, and, and I don't think that you probably have been a Christian very long because you'll hear that in church a lot. But here's an example of giving of what Paul had so that he would be, he knew he'd be blessed if he provided for the needs of others. And those people that he was teaching realized that if they gave to Paul, that they would be blessed by giving to him. So here's a case of giving and then receiving. That takes faith. That also takes prayer to believe that God will bless as we give to others. I think this is a good time for me to be able to ask you a couple questions. First of all, what have you been able to take away from this teaching today? The reason I ask that is because my goal is for each one of us, myself included, to receive something from each one of these episodes, to understand that our reliance needs to be upon God and that God is our source in our finances. And if we're not praying to our source and we're not having faith in our source, then how can we possibly expect our finances to be blessed? So it all goes together. Finances require prayer and they require faith. If we just go back just real quick into verse 19 of Philippians chapter 4, Paul kind of finishes up this teaching and he says, and this same God who takes care of me 
will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So now let me ask you another question. Do you believe that this same God who takes care of others will supply all your needs according to God's riches? And if you don't believe that, I just pray that maybe you just stop listening to this podcast right now and just pray and ask, Father, help me to have the faith to believe and to have the trust, Lord, to know that you're going to provide for me. You're going to meet my financial burdens, that you're going to bless me financially, that as I thank you in advance and I give you praise in advance for what you're going to do, I'm going to call forth those things that are not as though they are. That's a teaching based upon Paul's comments where he was talking about how Abraham was blessed of God. Great story where Abraham was supposed to be the father of many nations. But he looked at God and said, I just don't understand that, you see, because we can't have any children. And here I am, you're approaching 100 years old, and, and you, you're telling me that I'm going to be a father of many nations. And God spoke to him and says, basically, I'm going to take what you have, which is nothing, and I'm going to make something out of it. And Paul talked about that, you know, when he spoke again. And, and he was teaching in the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 17. That's chapter 4, verse 17. This was a promise that... God gave to Abraham, and Abraham received it by faith. And Paul is referring to that in his teaching in the book of Romans. In verse 17, it says, That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, told Abraham, that is, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed. Did you catch that? He believed. He had faith to believe that God would would bless him in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. You see, that's what faith is all about in the area of our finances. Believing that God can make something from nothing. Having faith to believe, praying and ask God to take your current financial position and turn it around and make it a blessing. It it reminds me of this story of a young lady who came to me many, many years ago and she said, Pastor, I want to give to the building program of the church. But she, she was a single gal. She had a child to raise. Her husband had left her and she wanted to make a very large donation. I think it was something like $10,000. And this goes back about maybe 15 years ago. She said, I just want to bless the work of the Lord and this gal wasn't making a whole lot of money. She was making somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe thirty-five dollars or $40,000 a year. I don't even think it was quite that much. But she said, I want to bless. And I said, well, you know, it's it's okay and it's all right if you don't do that. And here I'm talking to her and basically I'm robbing her of her faith. And so she looked at me and she said, no, I can't, I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. And I I just can't believe that God won't bless me. So I'm going to give from what I don't have and believe that God will make it come to pass. So she made a pledge of $10,000. And it was only just a matter of a few months that she got a big promotion at work. And her pay increase was almost the exact same amount of money that she had made a commitment to the Lord to give for the building program of the church. So that's called faith. That's faith in your finances. She prayed about it. She believed with faith. And then God brought forth a financial blessing in her life. So I hope it's starting to stick into your minds and your thoughts that that finances require prayer and faith. And that's what this teaching is all about. As we go through this teaching, this series on finances, faith, and prayer, we're going to see a lot of references in here where Jesus spoke about money and possessions. 
In Matthew chapter 6, there's a really phenomenal list of issues that Jesus discusses. He talks about not storing up for yourself treasures here on earth. He talks about the need to be giving to others in need. Also, in chapter 6, he talks about prayer and fasting that builds our faith. Then he has instructions on on how to deal with the issues of worry and concern. And I know that there's a lot of folks out there who are concerned and worry about finances. I think if we're honest with ourselves, just about every person that walks the face of the earth has a financial concern or worry from time to time. And we need to learn how to rise above that. So Jesus addressed that. And I'm going to read to you a few verses found in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. These are the words of Jesus, so pay attention to them, listen to them, and then receive something from what he has to say. He says this, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. He says, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And then one of the famous scriptures, he says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Then in verse 27, Jesus says this, Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? You know, that's just probably one of the most important points of this entire message today on this episode, and that is, don't worry about your finances. It isn't going to do you any good to worry about them. Instead of worrying, why don't we pray? Instead of worrying, why don't we have faith to believe that God wants to bless us? And then Jesus goes on in verse 28 and he says, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their own clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? There we hear the word faith again. And I can't just drop this reading here. The next couple of verses are so crucial to what we're talking about today. Verse 31, Jesus says, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? You know, he he goes on to say something that's so real today. Think about this. He said this 2,000 years ago. And today, we struggle about these things. What will we wear? And and, and what what are we going to eat? And how is God going to provide it? It reminds me of the story of the great George Mueller, who was a great evangelist, an amazing man of God, many, many years ago. George Mueller was a Christian evangelist and and the director of the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol, England. He was one of the founders of the Plymouth Brethren Movement. He, He has amazing stories about his life, an incredible man of faith, and his faith was for God's provision. The story goes this way about him, one of the many, many stories. He said he would get his family together and they would get at the table. Now, you gotta picture this. He's sitting at the table, and there's no food at the table. And he has his wife and there's kids around him at the orphanage. He didn't have any food in front of him. Yet he said, let's pray for God's blessing. Can you imagine how those kids must have felt, especially if they didn't have faith, they weren't, hadn't become believers yet. They're sitting there looking at an empty table, plates with nothing on it. And yet George Mueller would pray this way. He'd say something like, Lord, we thank you in advance for your provision. We thank you, Lord, for providing this food so that we may be blessed by it. 
And as he's praying, there's got to be a bunch of doubt at that table. There's obviously others that had faith to believe also, but, but he literally would gather his family together, this group of people together, and pray over something that was not and he was praying as though it existed. And then his prayer would come to an end. And they say this happened many, many times in his ministry in the orphanage in England. To give you a little back, more background on him, he was born in 1805 in Germany, and he died in 1898. So he lived to be 93 years old. Now, that's pretty amazing for those days. But this man was a man of faith and a man who believed. So let's get back to the table. He's sitting at the table. He's looking at all these people that have need. They're all hungry. And he's thanking God in advance for something that's not there. And when the prayer would come to an end, all of a sudden there'd be a knock at the door. And they would go to the door and say, yes, we're sitting down here to eat. And the people would say, yes, we know because we prepared meals for all of you. And we just, the Lord spoke to us and told us that we should feed you. So in would come this bounty of food and people in the neighborhood, people in the building next door, wherever it might be, would come to the building at dinner time and provide a meal for his family, for him when they didn't even have any idea whatsoever where the money was going to come from. Maybe I should correct that thought. They had every idea in the world to know where the meal was going to come from. It was going to come from their faith and their trust. And that's the way it needs to be in our life. We need to pray like he did. We need to have faith to believe. And then we need to expect God to bless us. And since we're addressing finances, that we need to pray that God will bless us in the area of our finances. Now back to the scripture in verse 32. Jesus said this, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. He was saying, remember, don't worry about these things. What do we eat? What do we drink? And what do we wear? He says, because these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Then verse 33, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, that's Matthew 6, 33, where Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. This passage of scripture is obviously telling us that not to worry, not to be concerned about those things. Because he says something here pretty powerful. Because when Jesus said, these are the dominant thoughts of the unbelievers. And sadly, I think today a lot of believers still are dominate their thoughts with we don't have this, we don't have that. How are we going to do this? How can we pay the bills? And I understand. I've been in difficult situations. I know what it's like to when I had my own business and I was trying to meet payroll, to meet all those people who were depending on our company to pay the bills that they had when they received their salary from by working with us. And I know what it's like to feel that pressure and wonder, but I also know that I could always go to God and my wife and I would get together and we'd pray and say, Father, we need you to intervene. And Lord, we know that we're going to have the funds. They'll be here when the need is here. We're going to be able to see that need met because I know you're going to provide it. And when we do that and we believe, when we believe that our finances will be blessed, our finances will be blessed when we pray and we step out in faith. So take that away from this particular message, if you will, and, and realize that God knows our needs. He knows what you're going through right now. Don't think that he doesn't. You say, well, I've prayed and I've asked him and it's not happening. Well, then just my answer to that is just keep praying and just continue to have the faith to believe that God's going to intervene in your prayer life. And, and, and God's going to intervene in your in your life of faith. God's going to intervene in your time of need. If you continue to have the prayer and have 
have the faith, then you know he's going to meet your needs. The Bible tells us over and over again, Jesus said to us, often, often he said to us, I will meet your needs. Now, a lot of people have a problem with that because they think, well, he's not meeting our needs because we need a third television set or a, a third car or we need a big vacation or whatever it might be. Well, there, there's a huge difference between needs and wants. Matter of fact, I'll probably teach in this series on the difference between needs, wants, and desires. I think in America sometimes we, we misunderstand the difference between them because there's a huge difference between those three things. And, and I'm not going to get into that teaching right now, but that's something to stick in the back of your mind and you can look forward to in future upcoming podcasts. Before we end this teaching on this podcast, I think I'd like to address the, the subject of, does God really care? Is he really concerned about us? Does it really matter to God whether we have enough money in the bank or a nice home or a decent car to drive or good health? And, and I think that's a, that's a challenge for a lot of folks. But, but I believe if we just look at just one little verse in Scripture, we can tell you how much God really cares for us. And that's found in Luke chapter 12, verse 7. It says right here, And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God. Then it goes on to say then a whole uh, group of sparrows and it talks about birds and things of that nature. But if you just take and stop and think what that scripture is saying, God is so concerned about us that every single hair on our head is numbered. Now I know in certain cases there's not as many as much numbering needs to take place in your life than maybe in other people. And I know the older I get, I've got less hairs that in my head that uh, God wants to count. But all kidding aside, really understand this, that God cares about you. He is concerned about you. He desires to bless you. We serve the most amazing, loving, kind, providing God we could ever imagine. He loves us so much that he gave his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for us. He sacrificed the most precious thing he had, which was his son. He sent his son to earth so that his son could bring the message of salvation and hope and eternity for all believers. And if you are out there and you're struggling, and maybe you're having a little bit of a question about what I'm teaching, this subjects of, of prayer and faith, dealing with your finances, it could be that you don't have a, a full relationship with Jesus Christ, a complete relationship. And if you don't, all you need to do is just take a moment right now and say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins of my life. The Bible says if I'll confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in my heart that he is the Son of God, that he'll come into my life and change me and I could be saved. So Father, I just say I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I promise to serve you all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer, you're a believer now. And if you got away from God and maybe you're not serving him and you, you prayed that prayer, you may have rededicated your life to the Lord. And I just pray that God will bless you. Let me, let me just close this with, with a prayer today so that we can all understand how badly God wants to bless us. Father, as your servant, Lord, I feel that I need to pray for those who are listening in today. I pray that you would pour out a blessing that they will not be able to contain. I pray, Father God, that you would plant them, Father God, strong, Father, in your word, that they would, that everyone listening would get into your word and believe it, Father, that they would pray daily and seek your guidance in your direction, and that their faith would grow, Father, and expand, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would meet their every need. I know, Lord, that you want to bless them in all things, that you want to bless them, uh, Father, in their health, in their spirit, Father God, in their walk with you. And I know, Lord, that there are those out there who may be struggling with physical problems. So I just pray right now that healing would flow through their bodies. Lord Jesus, 
you died for our sins and your body was beaten and bruised for our healings. So because of your stripes that you bore on the cross, we claim our physical healings right now. And I pray that those listening would receive the healing power of Jesus Christ right now in their life. For I ask all these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope that you enjoyed this lesson today. And if you'd like to hear more about this teaching on finances and faith, you could go to my website, which is davidcfriendauthor.com. And on that website, I have listed several books that I've written dealing with faith and finances. I did a series on these podcasts, about 21 episodes of it on experiencing the joy of debt-free living. And on my website, you'll be able to have access to a book I've written entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. You may feel that you have nothing in your future, but God sees everything for you. So if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, please go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Now our next episode will continue to be on this series on finances need prayer and faith. If you have any questions related to anything I've discussed today, you can go to my website, once again, davidcfriendauthor.com, and I'll be happy to respond to you. So until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.